Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with me, your host, Stephen Wallace. After our Birdsville Races series of four, I am today back with cricket. The 100 has just finished, and to find out more about what it's like to open the batting, I have spoken to South African Lizelle Lee, who played for the Trent Rockets in this year's tournament. Don't forget you can follow The Paddock and the Pavilion on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, and catch up with any of our archive of episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google or Spotify. But let's hear the insightful thoughts of Lizelle. Hello, Lizelle. Thank you for joining me on the Paddock and the Pavilion to talk about The 100. Oh, hi, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Well, has your world slowed down after travelling around hotels for the for the past month? Um, to be honest, it hasn't slowed down until yesterday because um, my family was with me. So we were traveling as a family and having a little boy with you, your day stays busy the whole time. So um, up until yesterday when they left, they went back to Australia. It's been really busy. Did you get any time off during the tournament? Yes, we had a few days um, where we had optional training. Um, I feel like our team and the coach... Um, John was really good at that. So if if it was an optional training, it was optional. So you can either go or you don't go, which I feel a lot of the players know what they need. So if you need rest before a game or two days before a game, you take it. Um, so it's been really good. I feel like I feel last year when I played for Manchester, traveling felt a lot with having to travel from Manchester to London or it just felt like a lot of time spending on a bus. Um Whereas I feel like to, when I, when living in Nottingham, it feels like you're like in the middle. I think the longest I would drove was about going to Cardiff, which was about three and a half hours. So um, it was actually pretty good. It wasn't bad. Does the travelling, you know, when you're on the bus, does it sort of bomb the team better together as well? 
Oh, yeah, definitely does. Um, I wasn't on the team bus a lot this year. Like I said, I was driving with my family, so we had a little boy in a car seat in a, a car. Um, but it definitely does. I mean, I think if you have a look, if you ask a lot of players, um, there's always something going on, a few games. They have maybe like a little trivia going on. Um, I think something that was actually pretty good this year with the um, Football World Cup that was in Australia, I think they sort of timed because we left while they were playing and um, they sort of timed it to halftime. They can have a stop, have a break, and then they were back on the bus ready to watch the game. So it definitely brings the team together. But So was there a good buzz in the Trent Rockets team? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think everybody gelled extremely well um, from the get-go, from day one. But I do feel like a lot of players have played together. Um, I think it was Harry, me. Uh, maybe two more players that wasn't part of the Trent Rockets last year, or a few more actually. So, um, but actually, I was surprised at how quickly the the team came together. And um, not that we always won all our games, but like, I think it showed on the field how good everybody was getting along. How did it compare to playing, as you said, with the Manchester Originals for twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two? Um, I, I can say nothing wrong about um that as well. That was a very good environment. Um, I think any team environment you go to would be different because everybody um, has different strategies and different ways of doing things. But, um, yeah, the environments I've been a part of in the 100 has been really good. Um, and I, I give credit to management and your leadership group who basically starts with that. A decent wicket to play on at Trent Bridge. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, I was actually quite surprised. Um, to be fair, like I've... Never really played on a bad wicket when I was in England. Um, since starting playing here, I don't know, 2016, it's it's really been good wickets, good batting wickets. Um, there's always a little bit for the bowlers up front. Um, and then as a batter, if you get through that, you can only get yourself out. So, um, yeah, the batting of the, the pitches has been really good this season too. I've, there was a bit more rain around, so the outfields was a bit slow sometimes. But um, I think I give credit to all the ground staff. I think they did extremely well. You came fourth, winning three games, losing four, and you had the the one non-result. Uh, with the, the strong batting lineup that the Trent Rockets had, were you a bit disappointed not getting to the to the finals? Very, um, very disappointed. I feel like a lot of the results didn't reflect. Um, how strong our team was. Um, if you have a look on paper, it's a really strong team. And um, some of the games that we lost, we just threw it away. So, um, yeah, we were very disappointed. But, um, I mean, that's cricket. It's going to happen. And maybe a different would have gone differently. But um, it's one of those things. You can't always control everything. Yeah, I looked at your results and three wins, four defeats. But Say the the rained off game you'd have won, and you lost one game by nine runs. Even turning those two round, you're in the top three then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this. I feel like it, it just comes down to um, our batting unit. We we started losing a lot of wickets in clusters, and I think that sort of became a trend in our team. <laughs> Trent Rocket's trend. Um, no pun intended. So it sort of became a little trend in the team of when we lose when we lost one wicket, it became two, it became three, it became four. So. Um, um, some games when it didn't happen, I think we won. And the games where we lost a lot of uh, wickets, we we lost. So um, that's definitely something that we can go back to and work individually. Um, if you're playing county or 
Big Bash or wherever you go to. So that's definitely something that we as players can work on. But personally, 165 runs, uh, how do you feel it went for you? Uh, not great. Um, I was actually a bit disappointed. And it's not about the runs. It's just about I wanted to do more for the team. I wanted to um, contribute a bit more with the bat for the team, and I didn't do that. So I, I I sort of, when I speak to my wife sometimes, I'll be, if I get a duck every single game, but we ending up winning that game, I'll be happy. But um, scoring 100 and then losing the game, what's the point? So, um, yeah, so basically my point is just I... I'm very disappointed in my performances. I wanted to, the one thing I'm trying to work on is trying to be a bit more consistent um, in making runs and making sure we get the team over the line. And and I fa- I feel like I failed at that. So yeah, it was a bit disappointing. You had quite a good partnerships though with with Bryony Smith, who had a very good tournament. You had th- three stands of over fifty. Well, to be fair, I think that was all her. I I was actually so amazed because I've played with her a few years ago when we played, um, when there was still the Kia Super League and we played for the Surrey Stars. And to see her bat now and compare to where she batted then is, it's like, it's like it's a different person. She's very confident in all her shots. It's, it's positive. I was standing there at the other end and was like, wow, why can't I just do that? She's batting so, so well. So, um, I was actually, yeah, so I'm, I was surprised and I was amazed by how, how good she's batted. She's always been a good player, um, but I was just, this year, the, in this 100, it was just dif- different to see her batting and I loved it. I loved it every moment. Do you think Brian is someone that England should consider for the T20 side? Oh, 100%. I was actually quite surprised. Yeah, th- she should definitely be in there. There was a lot of talk in the media about the, the white ball this year swinging Swinging more, did you find that opening the batting? Um, not really. Um, I did definitely feel it in our last game um, with Marizan Kampali to me, and um, she sort of got me a few times with the ball swinging away. So um, I, d- I did hear a lot of the commentators speaking about that. Um, and they definitely, if you have a look at um, Anya Shropshaw, Lauren Bell, like, it's like it's whooping in. So there has been a bit more swing, I think. Um, but I, I I haven't really felt it that much. You're also keeping wickets, so there's, there's lots to do. One of the questions I was going to ask you is that a lot of batters are lapping and, and uh, you know, reverse sweeps and things like that and hitting the ball back past the wicketkeeper. It's quite a dangerous game now when you're standing up, isn't it? <laughs> yes it is i um i don't really like wearing my helmet but as it's it oh, you have to do when you stand up and i'm actually very glad glad i did because i think in one of the games against Birmingham, um sophie divine nicked it and hit me straight in the grill so that would have ended really bad if i didn't have a helmet so um yeah but the game is improving so much and i think we're going to see more of that from more players players because it just opens up an extra area um if you could score behind the wicket you get a, a change of field and you can score in front of it again so opening the batting are you always looking where the fielders are and you've got this mirror because we're constantly moving fielders around and you're having to hit the ball sometimes just where there's gaps if you i don't really think about it that much yes you have a look at where the fielders are but i feel like um 
personally for me, I have to try and and make make my area basically all about me. That's going to sound a bit um, big headed, but I have to make it all about me and not worry about a fielder or, or anything else. So I just have to look at the ball, play the ball as it comes, um, and actually hoping it goes in, into a gap and hopefully gets to the boundary. So, um, but yeah, a lot of I think a lot of batters would. Um, I can say basically look at the field and concentrate a lot on that. Um, I just don't do it. Were the Southern Brave worthy winners in the end? Um, yes, definitely. I am happy they did it. Um, I'm happy for Anya Shropsall who got the the send off. She definitely deserved after a lot of years in cricket. Um, look, Southern Brave have been consistent throughout the the three years that it's already been um involved in cricket so they've been doing extremely well and this year was no exception they i think they lost one game out of all the games so if you have a team going through the whole tournament losing one game so we're all the other teams i know there was a lot of rained out games but there wasn't a lot of wins so i feel like the, the board was pretty close um from four down so I, they definitely deserved it you mentioned anya shrubsoll and Catherine siverbrunt they both had good send-offs um, during the tournament, especially Anya being the captain of the winning team. Yeah, definitely. And um, we can throw another one in there, Alex Hartley. I think um, look, she was an exceptional player too. And it's sad to see three players going away. And it's some of the best players that I've, I've played against. Um, I've always hated playing against them. So, um, yeah, I've played with Anya Shrapsal a long time ago, um, a few games for Somerset and for Western Storm, and um, that was actually so much better playing with her. And then now with Catherine Silverbrand, um, I would definitely say it's better to play with them instead of against them. So um, I was actually sort of happy to to f- play the last game that she played with her. Uh, yeah, she's such a good person and... Um, yeah, she deserves everything. All of them deserve everything that comes their way in this future. Lots of young England players in the tournament. Which one stood out for you? Um, it's a good question. Uh, there was actually a few. Um, I've, I'm not going to name any names. There's, there's honestly a few like legs that bowled for us and our team did extremely well. But the one thing I can say about it is is cricket in England the future looks bright. I mean, there's players in this county teams that I feel can walk into any international side and play for them. Um, they've been doing extremely well and you can actually see a difference from one year to the next year with all players batting, their skills are improving, bowling, their skills are improving. Some bowlers last year that sprayed it around a bit with the bowling did so much better this year. And that just shows you all these resources that's going into players and some of them are now making their debuts. I mean, Maika Gore, I played with her um, last year at uh, Manchester, and she's she's a really good bowler. I mean, she's what's only seventeen or eighteen years old, and she she bowls where she bowls, and I think she's only going to get better over time. And she's now going to have maybe the opportunity to to represent England. Just going back a bit, um, when you're opening. Uh... Is the the power play power play crucial as an opener? Um, yes, I think so. I feel the ball is a bit harder, um, especially in in games where the field might be a bit wet. 
Um, and obviously you only have two players outside of the the ring. So it's not if you don't have a good power play, it's not the end of the world. But it would be good to have a power play where you can score most of your runs um, in those first 25 balls. So um, I feel it is important, but it also isn't the end of the world if you don't get what you wanted. That's a good point because they, they sometimes say on the television that you've got more time than you actually think, even though there are only 100 balls. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. I've, I've learned that the hard way. So it's actually interesting if you think about it. Even if you go out in the nets in a training session, let's say you bat for 20 minutes, but you're batting with a partner. At the end of the day, you probably only faced 50 balls, which is not even 100 balls. So going into a game and actually realizing there's so much more time than you think um, is something that players can work on and trying to get that mental side of it just ready. One thing that must be different in franchise cricket and 100 cricket, especially as an opening batsman, you're constantly getting changes of bowlers you could have 25 balls and five different bowlers yeah or you can have the same bowlers two two bowlers so um but that's a that's a thing especially in the 100 and t20 games i mean you can have some of the best bowlers that that has a really bad day and you can hit them for, for a lot of runs and on the other days you can have them bowling to you and you are standing there 10 balls with two runs on your name so um it, it can go either way, and I think that is one of the the areas that women cricket has really improved on. Um, it's maybe used to be more of a batter's game. I don't think I, I don't think it is. I feel like bowlers have developed all these skills, which is so good that um, if they get the wickets they want, oh, the 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 pitches that they want, they can actually pull batters back back a bit more. So um, yeah, the skills has improved so much. You've played a lot in the WBBL. How does the hundred compare to that? Um, I've had this question a few times, and I don't always know how to answer it because it's it's two different tournaments, and it's never going to be the same. Um, the only thing I would say the um, the quality you can pro- probably say it's you have the hundred, which is like what seven or eight games now. I think seven games. But you can't really compare that to the the big big bash who has fourteen games. So, um, but the quality of both tournaments, I think, is really good. Um, the organisation behind the scenes, I feel, is really good, um, and the quality of the players is extremely well. I mean, having international players, um, some of the best in the world, playing with your your local players just makes them better. I mean, they can ask questions. Um, they get to work and get to play with people that they maybe looked up to, and and that just improves them. So um, it's a tough question to answer, but because it's different to tournaments, but I feel like both are equally good. But from what you're saying, the hundred can only benefit to the development of England's women cricketers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're playing with the likes of, I mean, like a Marizon Cup. I mean, she's one of the best bowlers in the world, and you have young players that get to ask a question. Catherine Silverbrand, that just retired. I mean, you, she's been playing for what two decades, and you have all these youngsters that can go to her and uh, pick her brain and ask questions of what do you think about this. And it's I actually sat in the change room every time I got out, and the way she speaks about the game and the way she thinks about the game is so much different than how I think about the game. Because I'm only looking from a bad point of view. 
where she looks from, from above, but also with a bit of a batting insight. So um, definitely um, players can only benefit from playing in the 100 or the Big Bash or any sort of tournament. And the future, you're, you're staying in the UK to play for the Blaze in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy. Looking forward to that. Yes, very. Um, so I know the team's on top of the log, which is great. I think they've been doing extremely well. Um, so I'm looking forward to to the next month and the next few games that lie ahead and hopefully I can contribute more to the team um, and not the way I did for the Bla- uh, for the Trent Rockets. And then will you be playing in the WBBL in the winter? Oh, well, um, yes, I am. I am, and the draft is up coming up this Sunday, which will probably be day in the UK. So it's going to be inter- interesting to see how the draft goes. And um, yep, next year, hopefully back for the hundred. Yeah, finger crossed. I mean, that's again something that's out of my hands. Um, obviously, it goes on performances, and I I told you earlier that I was a bit disappointed in mine. But um, yeah, there will be another draft next year, and hopefully, I get picked up in that. But women's cricket, you know, worldwide continues to grow. You had 21,636, a new domestic record for the English game at the final at Lords. That's incredible. I mean, I looked, I saw that when it came onto the screen. I was like, how good is cricket at the moment? I mean, um, if you take a look, let's say three years ago when it started, there was a decent amount of crowds. And I remember last year playing, I don't even think we ever had a game with, with less than 5,000 people, which in a men's game is probably not a lot, but in a women's game, that's so many supporters watching the game. And now to the people that play in the final, having a crowd of 21,000 people is amazing. So again, it just shows you how how far women's cricket has come in, in the world, actually, not even in this country, but in the world. Yes, and today, as we're recording, uh, women's match fees for the England women's team have been increased with immediate effect to the same level as the the men's players. Yeah, I saw that. I think um, New Zealand let, New Zealand led that a few. Oh, I think it was last year when, or beginning of this year, when they did that equal uh, match fees for men and women. Um, South Africa did announce that last week, and England today. So that is amazing. So hopefully. All the other countries would see that and, and follow them. Must be very exciting for someone like yourself who's, you know, played cricket for say ten years now to see what's happened in the last few years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um we all knew the game's gonna go forward if, if people jump on jump on the on the bus. Um and I feel like this past two, three years, more more uh, boards, more um organizations has done that. Um I feel like Women's cricket is is going in a very strong direction um, and it's happy to see. I mean, you can actually now, growing up as a little girl, you can actually make this a real living, whereas a few years ago, it wasn't really a professional thing that you can do. It's not a thing where you can make money, whereas now if you can play, you can play county, you can play for your country, you can play in in all the T20 leagues, you can actually do it for a living, which is great to see. Yes, because there's lots of young girls can see... Other young players like, you know, Alice Capsey, who is so young anyway, making a career of cricket. Yeah, exactly. That's And it's actually amazing to see how young some of these players are. So, um, I mean, if you have a look at Laura Wolford, she's been playing for 
what five five six years now and she's only 21 or 22 or something so um Alex Capti is, is another bird like she's she's so young and she has such ahead of her if everything goes well so um yeah I feel like there's going to be more T20 leagues hopefully for for um the women like there is for the men and um again it's only going to get stronger well thank you very much Lizelle for talking about the 100 and the, the wider cricket in world in women's cricket and thanks for joining me on the, the paddock and the pavilion oh thank you for having me thank you very much Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.